Hey friends! I hope you're all staying as safe and healthy and comfortable as possible, and that you're taking care of all the people and pets that are important to you. It's the fifth Monday of the month, and I've only got so much time, so I'm going to be keeping my opening monologue brief. If this is your first time listening, welcome! My name is Andy Mascola. I'm the host of this podcast called People Are the Enemy. There are no ads on this podcast, and there is no Patreon set up for it. The only thing I've ever asked of listeners is if you love the show, and if you'd like to help contribute to it and myself monetarily, and get yourself or the reader in your life some quality fiction, please consider purchasing any or all of my books. I'm the author of nine novels that are all currently available in both ebook and paperback formats worldwide via Amazon. And if you don't use Amazon but you do like ebooks, you can find all nine of my titles in ebook format at Google Play. Just search my last name, M-A-S-C-O-L-A. That's how you'll find me on Google Play. If you prefer to read your books in a physical format but you don't use Amazon, you can find most of my stories at barnesandnoble.com. BN.com if ain't nobody got time for typing all that. If you've already purchased any or all of my books, thank you, thank you, thank you. I sincerely appreciate your generous patronage. And with all that out of the way, here's the quirky theme song. People Are the Enemy listeners. This is episode 243 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out. You're in the right place. You shouldn't be anywhere else but here, really. And, and I'm telling you this, as a person who just unsubscribed to three different podcasts yes, just yesterday. Why? Because they were terrible. <laughs> Sincerely. Like, like, you're rerunning old bits. Like, your show's a year old and you're rerunning best, you're making best ofs. Listen, I bring the new every week. If it ain't new, it's through, baby. You hear me? So go ahead and rehash your old junk. It ain't cutting it. You want to rehash? I'm out. It's just the way it is. All right, let's get down to business here. I'm going to fade out the... Uh, Tribe called Quest Instrumental here. I love it, but I don't want to get uh, <laughs> I don't want to get a cease and desist. <laughs> oh man, I'm a bachelor this weekend. Yeah, wife and daughter have gone to New York City. They're going to Madison Square Garden to see Mr. Harold Styles <laughs> for my wife's birthday. All she wanted was tickets to see Harry Styles. Two tickets so she and my daughter could go to uh, NYC. And uh, see one of the 15 shows that guy's doing there. Can you imagine? He's only doing like so many shows in different parts of uh, North America. And he's basically like uh, like booking stadiums for like, I guess, maybe each one is 15 shows. I don't know. But uh, but yeah, so I, I got some tickets a few months back for her birthday. She was psyched. 
And uh, they are making it happen this weekend. They are there. And I am solo. What am I doing? Whatever the hell I want. <laughs> no, I don't get too crazy. Uh, I probably won't do a whole much than a, a whole much more than I usually do, to be honest with you. I thought I could go to a bar, <laughs> and it's like, no, Andy, you've got to pay for those Harold Styles tickets. <laughs> you can't go spending money at a bar, and uh, and that's true, man. Yeah, those that was expensive. That might be the most expensive two tickets I've ever bought. Holy moly! Plus, you know, there's a cost to, you know, you gotta you gotta you gotta spring for a uh, a hotel too. Because it's a it's a long trip from New Hampshire to New York, you know, and my wife isn't going to drive the whole way home. So, yeah, but uh, but I'm hoping they have a great time. The seats are great. They're going to see Blood Orange opening up as well as Wet Leg. Yeah, Wet Leg. Oh, I'm kind of envious. I got to admit that Wet Leg album is very good. Uh, and Blood Orange, also very good, very good. Uh, I'm excited for them, and I hope they have some stories to tell me when they come back. I hope they... Uh, they have a great time. Uh, I, I, you know, speaking of having a great time, I, I got to tell you what happened uh, from my story from last week. I, I got invited to a state senator's house for a meet and greet. Yeah, Melanie Levesque, uh, uh the first African-American state senator of New Hampshire. Yeah, she invited me to uh, to a meet and greet event with a, a lot of other folks from uh, the area. And uh, to meet what she, who she referred to as the future governor of New Hampshire, Dr. Tom Sherman. And uh, I said I'd go under three conditions. And uh, this was all worked out before I uh, RSVP'd. <laughs> Number one was that uh, there would be snacks. <laughs> Number two is that I could wear jeans and a t-shirt. And number three was that nobody was going to hit me up for money when I got there. And all those conditions were uh, were approved prior to me RSVPing and saying, I'll, I'll go. And guess what? They made good on everything. Were there snacks? Yeah, there were snacks. I got there and immediately started consuming them. Yeah. And then uh, was I able to wear jeans and a t-shirt? Yeah. Did I feel underdressed? Nah. Most folks were there in, in just t-shirts and shorts, you know? Very, very casual. All outdoors in a beautiful, beautiful home. In a, in a nice, nice town in New Hampshire. A, a beautiful, uh, beautiful yard. Everything was, uh, Melanie was very sweet. I introduced myself. She said, Andy, I'd like to introduce you to the future governor of New Hampshire. And she introduced me to Dr. Tom Sherman. I shook his hand and I asked him some questions because that's what I do. <laughs> I love talking to strangers. So it, there were things that I wanted to address. There were things that are important to me, you know, as a as a New Hampshire resident and things that I think need to change and be worked on. And I, I, I told Tom, Dr. Tom, what I was thinking about and what I was concerned about. And he said, these are my priorities. And he went into them and he even offered me some advice on how I can I can get help with the things that I need help with. And I'm not going to get into it too much, if only because some of those things are are personal in, in relation to uh, to my family, my uh, immediate family, and uh, but let's just say that this this fella is is uh, ran on some of these things that uh, that I was concerned about. So I was excited to to hear him speak, and he did speak as well as a few other people there, and uh, everybody was uh, very upbeat, and, uh, and I walked away feeling good. And there was best of all for me, uh, ice cream sundae bar at the end of this thing. Oh yeah, baby. I got in line for that. I was like the third or fourth person in line. 
uh, the girl said, what would you, what do you want? And she had a cup, you know, there was like a, some interns who were working the thing. I should, she, I, thought, I should say, she was, she didn't say, what do you want? Like that, you know, she said, she said, what can I get you? And I said, I said, I'll, I'll take as much strawberry ice cream as you can put in that cup. <laughs> she filled it up. And then uh, she said, absolutely. And then she, uh, she put some, uh, like a, you know, like the strawberry topping. Oh man. Oh man. Some of that, you know, with the real strawberries in it. Oh man. And I went back to my car, a happy guy. Yeah. So. Very, very cool indeed. Will I ever do it again? I don't know. But uh, but it was an experience, and it, and it worked out well, I'd say. And uh, yeah, I'll be looking for uh, Dr. Tom on the ballot. I'll just say that. Uh, right now, I'm going to hand things off to uh, to our friend, Rachel from Des Moines with the chart chat. And take it away, Rachel. Thanks, Andy. Hello, and welcome back to Rachel's chart chat for another week. I hope everyone got a chance to check out the chart picks playlist, especially for the stuff from 1981. And I know it's a long scroll to the bottom of that playlist, but just bear with me. Our own Tommy Tallahassee, a.k.a. King of Janitors, tweeted out this week about the two different versions of Shambhala from 1973. And he made a strong case for preferring the B.W. Stevenson version. Uh, chart chatters remember that I had put that version, uh, which technically came out before Three Dog Nights, on the picks uh, a few months back now. And I had to offer the on-the-spot correction that it was not a cover, as I incorrectly assumed. And fun fact, B.W. and B.W. Stevenson stands for buckwheat. Getting into the 70s chart this week, it's from August 21st of 1971. And starting us off at number 75 is Them Changes by Buddy Miles. And uh, Buddy was a drummer, guitarist, vocalist, and producer from Omaha, Nebraska. And his father had been a bass player for many jazz artists. Buddy Miles was a part of Electric Flag, as well as Jimi Hendrix's Band of Gypsies among other groups. This was from one of his solo albums, also called Them Changes. It's a funk rock song. And the first time I heard it was Spotify had put it on my Discover Weekly, and it really grabbed me. And I'm really happy to share it with you. It made it all the way to number 35. At number 68 is Sweet City Woman by the Stampeders. And they are from Calgary, Alberta, Canada, which is, of course, home of the Calgary Stampede rodeo event. And this is off of their album Against the Grain. So, you know, we love when the band from the Prairie Provinces references uh, their exports, such as uh, the Guess Who had some albums of wheat in the title. This was a number eight hit in the States and a number one in Canada. And they had one other uh, top 40 hit in the U.S., uh, which was a cover of Hit the Road Jack featuring Wolfman Jack for another connection to the Guess Who. At number 58 is Stevie Wonder with If You Really Love Me. This one also make it to number eight. And this was co-written by Stevie with his wife at the time, Sarita Wright. And she also performs background vocals on the song. And I picked this one just because it's, uh, you know, he has a lot of great songs. You can kind of lose them in the shuffle sometimes, but we want to feature this one. At number 54, we have The Night They Drove Old Dixie Down by Joan Baez. This will eventually make it to number one. And this one is a cover. It was originally done by the band and written by Robbie Robertson and Levon Helm. Some people want nothing to do with this song because it's from the perspective of a Confederate soldier, which I 100% if you that's totally valid. Um, some other people like listening to it because it is an anti-war song and it shows how war just kind of harms the little guys on either side no matter what. Uh, but I first became aware of this one from the Freedom Rock compilation. I feel like I knew Joan Baez more as a name than really knowing any of her songs. And she does a great job with the vocal on this one and her own interpretation. The lyrics are a little bit different. At number 45 is Chirpy Chirpy Cheep Cheep by Mac and Katie Kassoon. And there was three different versions of this song that uh, were around from 
late 70 to mid 71, but the Mac and Katie's version was the most successful in North America. And they were a brother sister duo who were from Trinidad, but uh, moved to the UK with their family. This one, when I heard it, I just was so surprised that it had not been a big one on 70 Saturday night because it feels like it would have fit right in with some of the picks there. Uh, Sweet City Woman, going back a few, that was definitely big on that show. Um, at number 43 is Bangladesh by George Harrison. And this would eventually make it to number 23 and number 10 in the UK. And this is considered as the very first charity single. And it was uh, George was inspired to create it um, after the cyclone and the hit, uh, what was then called East Pakistan, and then kind of the resulting genocide and conflict and famine and many awful things that were going on in that new country as uh, they struggled for their independence uh, or, you know, to be separate from Pakistan. I don't want to say the wrong thing. I tried to read up on it. I didn't fully understand it, but they were so new as their own country as Bangladesh that it was called as two words sometimes before being known as the one word they are today. Ravi Shankar, who is a Bengali, came to George with telling him about all the, what was all going on in in this area and how it was so all, all the people were suffering and wanted George to not even like, would you do something? Just I wanted to need to tell you about this. George pretty much sprung into action and you know, put together the single and it, the Wikipedia page talks about how quickly it was recorded. And then uh, there was also a concert at Madison Square Garden, which was released on a triple LP album. Um, and my dad actually had the album in his collection. There's so much more that I could get into about this, but it's really worth reading into. And especially, you know, and how these guys that were serving in the consulate uh, really stood up to the U.S. State Department as far as, you know, we need to do something for these people. But as for the song itself, I read that George had uh, styled the intro and outro after different forms of Indian classical music. The intro is a slow introductory statement of main ideas, and the outro is uh, more of a sped up section. At uh, number 41 is uh, Barbara Stereosands with that with the studio version of Where You Lead. And we had the live medley of it a few weeks back. So I just wanted to include this one, uh, mainly because I had read that uh, Fanny was her backup band on the track. So always good to hear from them at number 33 is blood sweat and tears with go down gambling this would make it to number 32 and this is a one that i personally like a lot because we played it for a pet band when i was in high school and i'm assuming that our director picked it because it has the real rock and roll version has a tuba solo so that's pretty exciting to be able to bring that to your tuba player in your high school pet band and finally from the 70s this week at number 22 is rare earth with i just want to celebrate and this will make it to number seven and uh, that was their second biggest hit and uh, they're one of three top 10 hits for the band and i feel like people people know this one but they didn't know who sang it so i just thought i'd uh, put the pieces together there Turning to the 80s, we're in August 22nd of 1987 this week, and starting off, we have at number 80, Breakout by the group Swing Out Sister, and I just want to share with you, I saw a tweet from my buddy Trey about this song, and he said, I assure you that you've heard bits of this song many times in your life, but in full, it's a damn classic, and I agree, so I just wanted to highlight that one, and they were a British group, and this was their first charting single, it hit number 6 in the States and number 4 in the UK. At number 76, we're staying across the pond with Depeche Mode and their song Strange Love. 
and 76 was unfortunately as high as that would get in the States. It uh, did a lot better back home. It was number 16 in the UK, and I want to dedicate this to the Depeche Mode fans in the VJ Big Suit uh, Twitch show community. And Depeche Mode is kind of a band I don't really know a lot about. Uh, I, I think maybe just not played in the Des Moines radio stations, I don't know, but um, this is off of their sixth album. And everything I've heard of theirs I've liked, so they seem really cool. At number 72 is the song Oh Yeah by the duo Yellow. And they were a Swiss elect they are a Swiss electronic band composed of Boris Blank, who is the music composer, and Dieter Meyer, who does vocals and lyrics. And they are still together. And I watched a great video, short video from the Great Big Story YouTube channel, which features these guys fairly recently, and they're talking about how the song came to be. And it was, of course, been in many movies, especially Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and referenced also in uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. This was a number 51 hit in the States. It was number 8 in Australia. And sort of embarrassingly, I think I know it most of all from Twix commercials, even more than any movie. At number 47, also from a movie soundtrack, we have 38 Special with Back to Paradise. And that was from Revenge of the Nerds 2, Nerds in Paradise. And also featured on a Greatest Hits compilation for 38 Special. This would make it to number 41. At number 43 is You Got the Look by Prince off his Sign of the Times album. And this would make it to number 2. And the song featured Sheila E. on percussion as well as Sheena Easton, uh, uncredited on vocals. And it's notable for the intro line about the World Series of Love. And Wikipedia helpfully points out that the World Series would come to uh, Minneapolis, of course, Prince's home just a few months after the song was released and the twins would go on to defeat the cardinals four to three in that 1987 world series so we got some twins fans out there editing wikipedia and finally this week from the 80s uh, number 40 is natalie cole with jumpstart uh, and this will make it to number 13 and this is off of her 11th studio album everlasting which also has that cover of bruce springsteen's pink cadillac and this song is a lot of fun. I don't, I don't know why it's not called Jumpstart My Heart. That's always what I want to call it, but it's not. It's just, just Jumpstart. Um, but it's a very fun song and another great one from Natalie Cole, who I, I don't know. I just assumed she, I didn't really know a lot about her. I, only, I knew that unforgettable, uh, you know, ballad, but I've come to learn so many more of her songs through doing these type of chart studies. So uh, another one we lost too soon, but uh, I think she lives on through a lot of her music. Well, that's all for me this week. Thanks so much. Back to you, Andy. Thank you, Rachel. Great stuff. This has been episode 243 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. Our theme song is Walrus Love by Nokia Ocean. You can find that song and more at pizzapuppies.bandcamp.com. My name is Andy Mascola. You can purchase my novels via Amazon and other online book retailers in both paperback and ebook formats for as little as $1.99. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you, Rachel from Des Moines. We love you. Peace.